0: Unleash the power of knowledge and connect with the heartbeat of the African Diaspora. Download our African Diaspora News Channel app now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Stay informed with authentic and diverse perspectives, breaking news and cultural insights. Immerse yourself in a community that celebrates unity, resilience and progress. Experience the vibrancy of the diaspora at your fingertips. Don't miss out. Empower your perspective. Today, search African Diaspora News Channel and join the conversation. Every once in a while, an African leader pops into the scene and they talk tough and we think, oh, wow, we found a new Pan-African or we found another leader that is going to join the very few Pan-African leaders that we have in pushing the African agenda. And within no time, you realize that they're just masters of double speak. They're very good at running their mouth, and nothing good ever comes out of it. Today, on Anatomy of a Dictator in the Western puppet, we feature President William Bruto. A while back, he said that he's done with being summoned by, you know, Western countries to go and appear before them, so that they can all discuss the African agenda, yet there's the African Union. Listen to this.
1: The decision that we have made as AU is that going forward, if there is going to be a discussion between Africa and any other country, we are going to be represented by the chair, the outgoing chair, the, income, the bureau, let us The chair of the commission and, and the chair the... And, 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 uh, and, and the chair of the recs, and we have five recs. That ah. should be sufficient okay. for, I mean, a meeting of uh, maybe six, seven... Maybe six, seven? Yeah. That should be able to represent Africa. And that is the position I am taking as the president of Kenya. For any other meeting that we are going to have with all these uh, requests, that we have uh, a meeting between Africa and one other country, we respect the sovereignty of others. I yeah. think to ask for, to be for uh, reciprocation is not to ask for too much. No. And for us to agree that let us have this kind of uh, setup, the only um, uh, because I had a conversation with President Kagame, and he he actually laid that particular position. I have had a conversation with Prime Minister Abiy. He believes very strongly that that should be the position mm. of, of our continent. Because as you have said, if we didn't, if we don't respect ourselves, nobody is going to respect us, and and we should be able to take that kind of decision. Yeah. And part of that uh, respecting ourselves is when we say African problems, African solutions, we, we must be serious about the solutions. It cannot be rhetoric. It cannot be talk. It must be accompanied by what realistically and practically.
0: Guess what? It didn't take long. It didn't take long before um, President William Ruto jumped on his presidential jet and went to Italy for the U.S. Um, for uh, the Italy-Africa summits. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our Conversations. My name is Andora Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. And I love coming on here and having conversations with you guys about black people, Africa as our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Connect with me on social media at Andora Ganga um, across all platforms or come to my YouTube channel, New Dawn Africa Channel, where I profile Africa through people, politics and culture now president william ruto is the subject of our conversation today this man when he came into power that first year when he would go to all these international forums he would talk tough and he almost fooled people people thought oh wow finally you know president Uhuru kenyatta was almost like a diplomat his dad was the president so he knew what they call upper lip service he knew what to say, where to say it, and how to be diplomatic. He he wasn't a pushover, but he also made you understand his point when he said no. But here came Ruto who, no was just no, yes was just yes. And we thought, oh wow, what a breath of fresh air. How lovely would it be to add another president to the Pan-African band Wargon so that they can actually talk about and champion um, the African agenda on this platform, then we say, yay, such a good thing. Um, And before the rest of the world began realizing who Ruto was, Kenyans began seeing the man for his true colors. Please tell me, please tell me why Kenya's president is Africa's biggest tourist. That jet is always fueled, the engine never cools. He lands in Kenya to change his jacket and he's off to another place one can argue that President William Ruto wanted to be president to, to actually fulfill his travel fantasy because that man is never in Kenya. We don't know what time he's actually in Kenya to govern. And anytime he's in Kenya, he's on top of an SUV, almost as if they're still in campaign mode, telling Kenyans lying. You see, the thing about liars is they they they, they almost don't know when to stop and where to lie and where not to lie. He lies on international platforms, but the lies are actually... Crafted. That, that art of lying is crafted back at home. He's always on top of SUVs lying to Kenyans. Lying. One lie after another lie after another lie. We're like, Mr. Man. Kenyans put you in office because they thought you were an alternative. They have problems. They want quality education. They want a functional healthcare system. They want proper infrastructure. They want electricity. Under Ruto's era, now Kenyans can relate to blackout memes all over the continent. The whole country is in shambles. Government functions are not working anymore. Kenya is a corrupt country, I'll give you that. But we had managed to weed out corruption on crucial services. Now, even crucial services, what was supposed to be a trailblazer program in Kenya called Huduma Center, has failed in, under a, in a year of President Ruto's term. An idea that other african countries borrowed from kenya to have a one-stop shop for government functions thriving in other african countries failing in kenya under his administration yet this is the guy we were we were banking our pan-african hopes on so this guy goes on international platforms just unprovoked the way he lies at home just unprovoked he starts lying and i actually have lost count of all the lies that the president has told on the international platform what has stood out for me is the fact that he is so desperate to position himself as a pan-african yet we all know that he is not president william ruto sells out at the slightest opportunity that he gets let's run through this haiti that mission in haiti that is being sponsored by the united nations kenya took a lead kenya has the security problems Kenya is battling with Al-Shabaab, that Kenya has its own internal security challenges. But someway, somehow, Kenya volunteered its security. Are you seeing where I'm going? So, in terms of merit, my friend, we're not qualified to go and fight another person's war because our war at home is still ongoing. We are unable to to deal with it. The crime levels, and this is not me piecing on the parade of my country, but I can tell you what, I felt safer in Ghana, I felt very safe in Rwanda as compared to Kenya. Insecurity is a real problem. But somewhere, somehow, we don't care about our problems at home. We want to go and fight the gangs in Haiti. And he says, it's because of brotherly. And the people of Haiti have told you, do not come. We do not necessarily want to hear. So, you're going to fight a Western ideological war on people that look like you. That aside, when Israel and Palestine began fighting, this man who had said moving forward all african communication if you want to deal with africa should go through the african union tell me why he set up a press conference to talk about how kenya is going to stand in solidarity with israel and kenyans you know kenyans on twitter are very famous x now they said excuse me excuse me that is you unless the kenyan you're talking about is yourself and your family and the people that you've elected in government kenyans have the right to make their own decision and when the AU came out with their statement, they came out with a totally different statement from what President William Ruto was saying. This is a said Pan-African that said, we must speak in accord as Africa. Then he goes and sets up a microphone. Instead of waiting for the AU to speak or chime his, his, his thoughts and his ideas through the AU, no, he has to be the star of the show. And then comes a, a time where he was having a conversation with Mo Ibrahim. And, you know, when the U.S.-Africa summit happened, African leaders were not happy because the U.S. doesn't care. They didn't get the presidential, preferential VIP treatment that they always used to. There were no limos waiting for them. There were no butlers waiting for them. They were dumped in buses, all of them. All African leaders were just in buses. You know, we saw Western leaders get the, you know, VIP treatment in the cars, but African leaders, they were in couches. Get there in a bus. And it really hurt their ego and i don't think he was saying this from a point of of pan-africanism his ego was just hurt because this is a man that wears gucci and Versace and very expensive shoes how dare you put me in a bust you know who i am unprovoked the man says mustafaki is here the chairman of the au moving forward if you want to talk to us talk to us through the au We must speak in one accord as Africans. If you want to talk to us, go through the AU. If there are events, invite the AU, lay out your agenda and manifesto for the AU. The AU will decide what is good for Africa and bring it to us, and we'll communicate back to you through the AU. Very nice idea. Tell me why there were pictures of President William Ruto at the Italy-Africa Summit. Tell me why, the size of Italy in comparison to the size of Kenya or the size of the African continent, very tiny. What was he hoping to gain? So, on one hand, we're not going to come to your summits because we're Africans and we're speaking on one accord. On the other hand, all you have to do is just send an invitation. The presidential jet is real. (coughs) Sure, William Roche will show up. We technically Kenyans have lost count of how many trips he's taken and all the places he's gone and the fruits that it bear. He is so keen on talking about looking for jobs outside. And that is the metrics of a failing government. Why are you so keen for brain drain? Why are you so keen for Kenyans to leave their own country? That is their motherland. You, you've not left. Clearly, you did not leave. So if opportunities were so good outside, why didn't you leave? You fought so hard to get in government to sell Kenyans cheaply for slave labor abroad. It baffles me. Instead of his government creating an enabling environment for businesses to thrive so that young Kenyans, and anybody will tell you, Kenyans are so brilliant. Ask around. And I'm not even like beating our own chest. Kenyans are just known as very brilliant people to work with. But this man is so fixated on sending that labor abroad. Then who will develop the country? Who will actually develop the country? Instead of creating an enabling business environment, this man has let the country crumble. It's actually crumbling right in front of his eyes. And he doesn't care for as long as he wears his Bulgari watch and his crocodile belt and his expensive shoes, he's on a jet flying somewhere. There's footage of him in Dubai enjoying the water show. Well, these thing's, I don't know how leaders think. And when they come to look for the vote, They have this fake humility, you know. Taxes are exorbitantly high in Kenya. The cost of energy is really high. The energy supply is not even, um, is not consistent. Infrastructure is falling apart in Kenya. There's blackouts in the airport. One hour blackouts in the airport. The airport is leaking. When it rains, it leaks. They are ransacking people's bags at the airport looking for perfume so they can tax you. If President William Ruto still has favour in your eyes, comment down below and tell me what you find so fascinating about the man. But for majority of Kenyans, and even for other people that believe in the black dream and the pan-African dream and want to see African countries rising through their leaders, because you can't be a leader at a global stage if you're failing at home. He's an an absolute disappointment. And I will not be surprised if he becomes Kenya's first one-time president. Now let's not get ahead of ourselves. Kenyans retrieved to their tribal cocoons during electioneering period, but Kenyans have also seen terrible things. And it's not been two years yet. So you can imagine the next three years, somebody applied for their passport in September. September! Until now, they don't have their passport. Yet, if you pay $200, you can have your passport the next day. That's the, that's how corruption has sipped into that country. Effective and efficient corruption. Government officials are meeting to discuss how not to undercut each other when it comes to taking bribes. Like they're having meetings to decide what is the right amount of bribe we need to be asking for. The country is going to hell. And at the helm of the leadership is a fake pan-African who's a Western puppet who will not hesitate to jump at any opportunity to betray his people and the african agenda to line his pockets and gain some form of credibility in the eyes of white people but at the end of the day you'll always be a black man and a foolish one in the eyes of that let me know what you think i'll see you again next time